You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Yes, hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. And I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have an exciting show planned for you today. Why do you ask? Because we've had many serial entrepreneurs on the show over the years. I think this is our first serial franchisee. So Mo Omar is here today. And Mo, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Um, um, I'm very honored to be here today, and hopefully uh, we have some good insight for the audience. I'm excited to get your story out here on the program. So let's start at the beginning. Tell us, what was the original inspiration for you as an entrepreneur to become a franchisee? So being an entrepreneur has its difficulties, right? One of the biggest thing is scaling, right? Scaling and building a business and having something that has a proof of concept that you can uh, scale nationally, right? Um, I've had, my original business was in e-commerce product development and stuff like that, right? So with e-commerce and any kind of distribution business is you're kind of limited to how much the manufacturer will give you with supplies and merchandise, right? Um, so there's all these crazy limits that you have with scaling. And the cool thing I liked about franchises is there really is like an endless opportunity of scaling, right? Whether it's being in California, New York, uh, Florida, depending on what kind of uh, franchise it is. And they already did all the legwork, right? The proof of concept's done. Uh, they built the infrastructure. You have a level of support uh, that you can kind of rely on. You have people that have actually tried this business concept. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of stores that are corporate-owned stores, right? So you know that they're legit. Um, cause there are a lot of scams out there with franchises that people fall for super unfortunate and it's out there if you don't know what to look for. Uh, but basically the biggest thing for me was you can scale franchises very well and the proof of concepts already there. So if you like it, it it's that simple, you know, that's interesting. Cause I've had many founders on the show and one of the questions that I ask them after I ask them, you know, why did you become an entrepreneur and start this business was how, how many pivots have you had in the business model? And invariably, especially in the early going, there's a lot of pivots that they have to have to really find the market. And what you're talking about with franchisees is those pivots have already kind of happened and you're getting a somewhat proven model to implement. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's what it comes down to with franchises, right? It's uh, I, I think every franchise works if you find the right environment and an analogy with that would be, you know, you can't put a cabin in a downtown city, right? But if you put a cabin on a lake or on a mountain, it'll work, right? So a lot of people emo get emotionally invested with these franchises and they want to bring them home, right? And it just doesn't work. It, it really doesn't work, especially with Tostique. Tostique is a California brand. It looks like a California brand, right? Even though, you know, it, it was given birth in D.C., but it screams California. It fits the environment, right? And so that that's one of the biggest i think triggers for you know a franchise is for it to fail or succeed is putting in the right environment it, it, it's huge it, that that's one of the biggest things you know people think that they can bring certain franchises because they work for you know the east coast and the west coast uh look at uh duncan duncan in california 
it, it's not working out, right? There's too many boutique shops, mom pop shops that'll blow it out of the water, you know. But if you go to the East Coast and you go to Chicago, you go to Dunkin', you're waiting two hours. Mm-hmm. You go here, you're in and out in five minutes, right? It just doesn't work. Interesting. So you mentioned one, I said you were a serial franchisee and you mentioned one of your newer franchisees, which is Toastique. So look, let's kind of work backwards. What is the concept behind Toastique? So Toastique is a boutique gourmet uh, toast. Uh, it's not just avocado toast, but we have a bunch of different seasonal toasts that we make, uh, you know, anywhere from a spicy crab toast, uh, different cheeses that we bring in and we do gourmet. It's like uh, the best way to put it would be if uh, Nectar and Irwan had a baby, right? So <laughs> Irwan, that, that, that's probably the best way to put it. it uh, you know, our founders, uh, Bree and Kyle and, and the team, uh, they've really, really made something very special where all the drinks are very unique. It's not your typical acai bowl or your, you know, um, green smoothie, right? It, they We have a very good chef that's on there that's making seasonal stuff. Um, and it, it's just something, you know, it's just created for every, everyone pretty much. You know, it, it's a very user-friendly um environment that was created for the franchises with the Toastiques. Uh, and it kind of has the crumble business model where there is, there's a rotating menu, right? Mm. Which I, I love. And that's why I loved crumble is the rotating menu is something that keeps the audience from, you know, they don't get bored in, in, in that essence. And it's something that I really liked about Toastique. Uh, they rotate the menu. There's always new stuff and they go with the seasons, right? They bring during like the, you know, the, December months are going to bring out the soups and, you know, the, the sandwiches and stuff and all that good stuff. So I see we have a question that came in from YouTube and it, you probably see it on the screen as well. I'll just, I'll read it for the radio audience. What are the primary obstacles or complexities franchisors face when scouting and securing optimal locations for their franchise outlets, especially in competitive real estate markets? So, I mean, the biggest obstacles, look, anyone can negotiate a great deal, right? With the, with uh, real estate, finding prime real estate, it, it, it's really not hard. It takes time, right? But the, uh, the biggest obstacle is you got to think about what is your strategy with the business? Are you doing an exit strategy or are you keeping it, right? And this is where people kind of get screwed is they don't think about the end goal. And so in the terms of the leases, you want to make sure that the landlord is okay with you exiting out of there, right? So we have an issue right now that's going on with one of the crumble locations where the landlord will not let go of this tenant. They, they, they won't. And what they want to do is they want to have him on there and they want to have us on there and they're building this chain, right? And so anytime it gets passed down, you just have all of these live, you know, all these people liable for it, right? But you can't sell something like that. So I think the biggest thing with obstacles is with locations would probably be making sure that the terms favor your exit or your long-term, you know, your long-term plan. That's a big one. Uh, getting, understanding the proper ratio of TI. Um, th- that's something to, you know, make sure you negotiate your TI, make sure you, you, it's very clear on who's doing what, uh, whether it's, you know, the, the hoods, who's putting the hoods, who's putting the HVAC system, because, you got to also understand what it was prior, right? What it was zoned for prior, because a lot of these spots will not allow that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of the times with the crumble stores, because it gets so hot inside there from the ovens and like the 
baking machines, we have to have like 8.5, like an 8.5 ton HVAC and standard stores don't have that. And people overlook that. And then you got your employees, you know, they're inside a sauna. And they're not gonna be, you know, then if they're in a sauna, that affects work culture. And then it just trickles down, you know. Um, but to your original question, I think the biggest difficulties with finding prime real estate is honestly just being patient. It's, it's going to come your way. It's just being patient, not getting too trigger happy and understanding how to negotiate it too, right? The TI, the terms, um, there, there's just so many things. And the best thing to do is honestly, if you've never opened a franchise, get a franchise consultant. Mm -hmm. they'll help you and this is also another thing you should be looking to with uh, a franchise right what is the level of support so Tostique, they work with a company they, they work with a couple companies that will assist you in doing all this to make you know to making sure you don't get ripped off um, they're very good at it but the level of support that you're going to get from the franchise that's one of the first questions you know how hands-on you know, you know what are they going to do for you because you're paying that royalty right you're paying a specific percentage to that company and you want to understand what you're getting out of it, right? Not to not to the point where it's like, hey, look, we're just giving them free money. Uh, but you got to really understand, you know, what they're going to give you back. So, Mo, you've mentioned crumble cookies a few times uh, already in the interview. So I'm wondering, go back a little bit in time. And, and first of all, what was it about their business model that attracted you? And how many current locations are you operating as a franchisee? So currently we have four. Uh, we're looking into acquiring two more. Uh, what really intrigued me about Crumble was they're actually a tech company. And so what I I didn't understand that either. That same look you gave me was the same yeah. look you gave them, right? I thought they were, and, yeah. uh, Crumble, I think one of their first hires was one of the tech guys from like Facebook or Meta or something like that. So they have a lot of proprietary tech that allowed them to scale their business so quickly, right? If you go to any Crumble cookie store, it's pretty consistent, and that's because they have. I think they have one of the best techs, a tech-based, uh, you know, franchises in the industry. Um, they really, really, you know, uh, spent a lot of money and a lot of time building that out. The only discrepancies you'll see between Crumble stores is the frosting, right? Because that's the thing that's you know manually put, but everything else, you know, the taste is pretty identical, and that comes down to the tech behind it. So, so when you when you decided, what was Crumble your first franchise e franchisor that you partnered with, or was there one before Correct. that? Crumble so, was the first one. Um, I approached Chick Fil A. Uh, I got to the very end of it, but Chick Fil A was kind of like, "Hey, sell your soul to us. You can't do any other businesses, right?" And I was like, uh -huh. "I was like, that's not gonna work, right? That's not gonna work. Uh, uh, there's too many ideas and too many other, you know, ventures I'd like to pursue." Uh, but that was Crumble was the first one we actually partnered up with. And when was that? Uh, this was about three years ago. Okay. And so you started with a single star with Crumble? Correct. Okay. And but in your agreement, you had the option and the ability to add more stores? You do. So so basically you have you can exercise the right to build build out about two to three units per territory if that area has the demand for it right because they don't want you to also saturate that area just be just because you can build out three stores doesn't mean you should right um so and, and that's what a lot of other people don't really understand as well is they just want to build out three stores thinking it's going to multiply but it's you know it's only going to affect your own business right 
So, so when you decided to make the commitment and you opened your first store, were there other crumble cookie stores in the area or were you an early mover for them here in Southern California? So there, the closest one to us was about 15 miles away. Okay. Which is, which is solid, right? I would never suggest opening up a franchise within a five, anything within a five mile radius. Um, so I, depending on what it is, right? I, I can't speak on every, from the franchises that I personally opened up. Uh-huh. I, I would definitely say, you know, anything over 10 is good. Anything over 15 is amazing, right? Um, and so you you don't, you can't just open up three units, right? You have to go through the growth program. You have to submit it to corporate. They also do a couple surveys and they have their own algorithms and all that good stuff um, if the area can handle it. Um, but that, that's pretty much how it goes. But you do sign a multi-unit contract with them. Um, sometimes they do have single unit contracts for specific areas. Let's say if you want to do like a mall or something like that. Mm -hmm. So there, there's different, you know, there's franchising and then there's licensing, which is a whole different, you know. So game. was the second store easier to get up and operating because you had the experience from the first store or was it? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Because I had no idea about permitting, um, you know, working with the city is so hard because they take their sweet time, right? They take <laughs> everything. Uh, I, they, they, you know, that's that's a whole different. Yeah, that's a yeah. yeah. That with the city bidding out your work to contractors, everyone's trying to rip you off. Uh, there's that working with vendors, uh, and we actually were opening up, you know, right before COVID started, yeah. right? With COVID, so. There was a shortage of supplies here. That it, it was, it was, it was like going through a war. And you must then also have to train your staff, right, and deliver the quality. Now you have multiple locations. Uh, how much of a challenge has that been for you as you've scaled to three of your, to more than one crumble store? So the issue is usually with the first franchise the, within the first six months, there's a high turnover rate with your employees mm -hmm. until you get that one crew, right? You get your crew that you can depend on build off right that's one of the most expensive things with anyone getting into the franchise industries is training right training your initial staff because everyone works for a week or two then they quit that costs a lot but it takes about three to six months to find that you know that flagship crew and then you build off of that after that it gets a lot easier because they have friends that they want to bring in and i pre-vet them for you they vouch for them um and it, it's not, it's really, I know a lot of other people have struggled with finding employees and stuff, but if you build the right work culture, it, it, they'll, they'll come, you know, they'll come flying in. So, uh, Toastique and Crumble, that's a food technology, but food, it's a rest, it's a retail. And now I understand you're looking and going to Ace Pickleball. Is that right? Yeah. So, so Ace Pickleball was actually brought to my attention by one of my friends about, I think it was like a year, year and a half ago. He kept talking about pickleball, pickleball, pickleball. Right. And I was like, well, what the heck's pickleball? You know, I've, you know, in high school I wrestled and I played football, right? So I've never played tennis. I've never played, you know, badminton or pickleball or anything like that. And he kept, and he kept talking about it, talking about it. So I was like, okay, let's go play. So we played. And I look up, it's been five hours. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. This is fun. You know, this is great. And so I started talking to uh, Joe and Jay, uh, who were the founders of Ace Pickleball. Um, so Ace Pickleball is pretty much 
like the Lifetime and Equinox of indoor pickleball. So mm. they also have a lot of tech behind that stuff as well. And that's kind of a pattern you're going to see with me is I like investing into companies that have tech, you know, that they're tech based or they have some sort of proprietary, whether it's machines or formulas, ingredients or something in there. Right. Uh, Ace Pickleball has, you know, AI technology inside of there. They, you know, it watches you, you know, you can watch people playing live, uh, friends and family across the country, any of the facilities, you know, um, the first location was opened up in Roswell, Georgia as well. It's doing phenomenal. Um, and they're another big thing, those companies, the level of support you got from their team and it's, you know, it's been insane. You know, it's like being a part of a family over there. So what's the plan for your opening of your franchisee of a franchise of Ace Pickleball? How's that going? So it's going well. So I have the Newport Beach and Irvine territories. Uh, We're just waiting for the right commercial deal to kind of fall into place. And it's actually working in our favor as we see these big box retailers going out. They're the perfect, you know, Mm. to convert, right? You see the, what is it? The, we're just there, the... Bed Bath and Beyonds, yes, uh, and yes. stuff that are all going under. We're like, wow, this is beautiful. It's already beautifully done. We just got to put a couple of quarts in there, and we're good, right? So it's happening. We're seeing this. We're seeing this like decline in our favor for commercial real estate. So we're just waiting for the right time. And the, the cool thing about Ace is, I actually invested in the company itself during its startup, and then I also believed in the company so much where we're going to open up our own franchises. Hmm. And. Uh, Pickleball is pretty popular in in Orange County, isn't it? I mean, it is. It has I, legs. I think it's the fastest growing sport in America right now. I, I think it was in North America right now. Uh huh. Demographics I, favor it too because you know it, it just user friendly. It, it just you could be five years old or you can be eighty years old, right? Because it just depends on your style of play, right? Do you want to play uh-huh. aggressively or do you want to play lazy, right? Um, it's just such a user-friendly sport for everybody and it's fun it's simple it's fun um but it can get intricate on the higher levels don't get me wrong right it's easy to learn but hard to master exactly exactly what i've heard so um have we covered all your current franchise ventures yep Yep. okay so let's turn our attention for the last couple minutes that we have with you what's the best piece of business advice you've been ever you've ever received that you would like to share with our audience I think one of the best pieces of advice is that one of my mentors told me was was the three yeses, right? Any decision you make has to hit these three criteria. Well, for us personally, it has to, it has to benefit you, the consumer and the business. If it hits all three of those, you should probably move with it. But even if it's missing one of those, it's going to probably bite you in the butt in the long run. Mm. That, that's one of my favorite things uh, that I was taught. So every time I make a decision, I base it off of that, right? It has to benefit everybody. And if it does, I don't see why it shouldn't work out. So so do you see, do you have an appetite for doing even, becoming a franchisee of even other brands? Or is three the magic number? Absolutely. So what we're learning now in the franchise industry is a lot of people are overwhelmed right they're getting into things that they don't understand so i'd like to eventually make a firm that takes over franchises that are going that are going through some sort of hardship hmm. and uh kind of reflipping them and reinventing uh, them is there anyone like that today in the space uh 
there are a couple companies there okay. are companies out there but no one that's speci- that's specifically doing that going after franchises that are uh going through some sort of hardship they're more of like hey let, let's go expand and like uh buy out you know let's say someone that owns like 14 to 18 different uh franchises like they'll just buy them out you know but so when you when you have a demonstrated success of being a crumble franchisee and a toastique franchisee and eventually the pickleball franchisee does that make you then desired by other franchisors to be in their fold as well i mean if people come into you with offers absolutely I, almost on a daily basis i'm oh. getting emails and calls where people are like hey we'll give you 25 percent equity flip this around all all the time right and it's just um once you have a basic formula that you could kind of, you know, scale and it, it works out, right? And people just, people love numbers, right? And they've seen our numbers, they've seen our track history and uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it's gone. So if someone would like to learn more about you, uh, learn about Toastik, which is a new concept here in Orange County or Crumble, which has high brand equity. And then when you're ready to launch the Pickleball, how should they follow you, Mo? Where should they go? They can follow me on Instagram, um, and I'll put my handle on there. It's uh, it's O M A R M H M M Omar M M. And so, any I'm very uh, I'm fast at responding on social media. Anyone that needs help with anything, feel free to reach out. Um, if someone wants to come by and check out any of the franchises, I'm an open book as long as corporate says it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're very busy, but to be here for our guest on Critical Mass Business Talk Show today. Thank you, Omar. Thank you so much for having me today. It was, a, it was an honor. Yeah, you're welcome. And I'd like to thank the audience. You've just been a part of uh, Orange County's longest running business talk show. Today's episode joins our catalog of over 1,400 interviews. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you have a story to tell, reach out to me. On LinkedIn, I'm Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Coincidentally, that's also our company's website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company positive direction.